Hey, this is John from sunny California, and the reason I never listened to I Doubt It with Dollamore is because of Dollamore. The following broadcast may contain free thinking and open-minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, and adult subject matter. Topics will be discussed using adult language, sometimes gratuitously. Get ready to move the conversation forward. This ain't your granddad's news and comment show. This is I Doubt It with Dollamore. All right, everybody, welcome to the show, episode 356 of I Doubt It with Dollamore. I am your host, as always, Jesse Dollamore. And seated across from me, that lovely and talented, beautiful lady that you've all come to know and love, my co-host, Brittany Page. But that's not all. But that is... Wait, there's more. (laughs) (laughs) We are also joined in an impromptu guest spot by Dr. Nikki Jones. Hi, everyone. Graduate (laughs) student at University of California, Irvine, the Fightin' Anteaters. That is your mascot. You didn't have a lot to say about that. I... The fucking ant eaters. I don't like bugs. Is there? Um, well, then, so you're happy with an ant eater who eats ants? Mm. Do they have a? What is <laughs> anything the sports? to do with ants? Yeah. What is the sports situation? Well, they have though? a basketball have a, team. Is there a football team? No, there, no. come on okay. now, it's no. nerds. No. I don't know what's going on, and it's not even a D one school. It's you don't even know about mm. that. It's. I'm a gay guy. I'm not sure about. It's these a things. lower level. Well, I know gay dudes were into sports. I know. I'm sorry. I'm. Don't um, don't miscategorize your people. <laughs> Just saying stuff. I don't know what it means either. So division. Division oh. one. Nikki's over here having drinks tonight, and we decided, yeah. well, we better get the goddamn show done. If you don't know or you haven't realized yet, this week is probably going to be a casual set of shows. It's a holiday week. It is a holiday week. Yeah. We're trying to fill our time with watching movies, mm-hmm. which Brittany and I went. To the theater there at UTC, Nikki. Mm. Yeah, we did. What did you see? Three, Three billboards, billboards in Ebbing, Missouri. Outside. Outside Ebbing, Missouri. And very, very good movie. Mm. It was great. Have you, you heard know what I it? noticed, though? No. This is a theater we always have problems with. Usually it's old people. Mm. It's like a fucking retirement home Hang there. on a second. How often do you go to the movies, Nikki? Um... I don't go. Yeah, that's I'm uh, but, but <laughs> registering I, on his face. But, he's like, wait a minute, what are these movies? No, that it's, you... well, I but I used to go to that theater with my ex husband. Oh, okay. So bad memories that are popping up on your no, face. no, no. I mean, now it's like my memories are of Trader Joe's. Yes, La <laughs> uh, Diplomat. Yes. yes. What do you like to get shop. there? Anyway, um, no, we're not doing oh, that. Okay, okay. Chicken and eggplant. <laughs> I just had a thought. I want to run with. It. Okay, sorry. G- garlic talk about your <laughs> favorite fucking sandwiches. Chicken and garlic at oh, a sandwich yeah. shop. Yeah. Nobody knows about yeah. on the uh, in our audience. Hashtag La Dip. Okay. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> You know what I noticed at the theater? Another problem with this theater. Yeah, I, I actually noticed it. It wasn't you. So if you could stop trying to um, hijack the story. Mm-hmm. Trash. We walked out and people left their soda thing and their popcorn buckets, their napkins. In the theater. Yeah, it was everywhere. Yeah. And it was weird because you're on your way out, right? You're on your way out. Yeah. Why are you leaving trash? I, I thought it was I thought it was something that didn't happen anymore. I, I often wonder why are they going in there and spending so much time cleaning? Well, it's because people leave their trash still. I think people think that there are people to handle 
that. Well, there are only people there to handle that because people leave their shit in mm, the fucking theater. Mm, mm. So they're like the skinny Donald Trump guy. What's his name? The Lewandowski? One, no, the Voldemort one. Um, one of the... Is he a, a staffer? No, he was the guy who gave a speech at his school in college. Oh, about, Stephen Miller. Yeah, Stephen Miller. I don't know why I called him Voldemort. Voldemort. Yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> he, he gave a speech in college and he said... There's janitors. High school. Santa Monica High School. Was he in high school when he yes. said that? That there's janitors there for a reason. You don't need to be clean. So if there's adults walking around that think like that, that's a little... Come on now. But we saw it on the plane, too, when we were flying yes. uh, to or from Idaho. People left their peanut yeah. wrappers on the, on the floor. I have a great grandmother, so I'm not... I don't know anything about that. <laughs> what explain that to the rest of us who are not blessed enough to be greek if if i didn't if i didn't clean up after myself it was a problem a big problem i would get grounded very easily if i didn't like i think that's keep, the way keep, it keep, should be mm. yeah that's a good lesson right yeah like we wouldn't yeah. uh, you've told stories i make it, my bed Brittany, Brittany, that's ridiculous i'm just saying that's <laughs> fucking ridiculous but Brittany has told stories that i completely identify with which is like, your mom used to freak out if your girlfriends would leave their towels on the ground. Oh, yeah. And that was an that's anathema to me. I, yeah. I grew up, you picked your shit up. You didn't yeah. just leave your fucking towel on the ground. What are you, an animal? Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't allowed. We we, we had to turn lights off when we left the room. Yeah. Economia. What's that? I'm sorry. I'm Greek not. shit. What's yep. that? <laughs> uh, you you got to save money. You have to turn the lights oh, off. Oh. I don't know. Nice. Well, I like it. Yeah. Yeah, well, Brittany really likes that. I I lived in a, a different environment because even though, as the audience knows, I was white trash. My mom was like OCD, and mm. so there was this huge emphasis on cleanliness. Crumbcontrol.com. I wasn't going to talk about crumb control, but we did have to do crumb control, and crumb control was. Before my mom got home from work, my dad would say, okay, everybody, crumb control. And we would have to get on our hands and knees and pick up crumbs off the kitchen floor because she would come in, sit down on the couch, look into the kitchen. And if she spotted one, you had to go get it. <laughs> A crumb. Okay. This was also the same way with her carpet lines. And she said it was kind of a protective measure because she knew if a burglar came in, she would be able uh, to see the on. footsteps in the carpet line. She's Jason fucking born. That's... But th this this cleanliness, I don't think I'm overboard now. In fact, I'm kind of messy if you go look around. No, you're not. The living space. But um, I, I did when I was babysitting kids when I was younger, if I was babysitting in a dirty house, the parents would come back to a spick and span house because i would put the kids downstairs i'm like here's a movie no no stay here we need more lemon plants. and i would go vacuum mop do all the dishes and they oh we didn't know that you were also going to do all this it's like yeah i had a similar thing with really well with my well, well like my friends that i would hang out with as yeah. a kid i would want to clean their rooms and help them clean their rooms and organize their rooms and vacuum their carpets and make those lines yeah the carpet lines yeah well why was that because they were just Fucking filth monsters or what? They just weren't. Or were you very fastidious? I, yes. <laughs> yes. Is maybe a combination. Of yeah. No. Yes. I. I. I uh, Did their sloven nature drive your fastidiousness? I, I appreciated <laughs> uh, transformations. Oh. Mm -hmm. Nice. So. All right. Well, uh, we're covering some yeah. good ground yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. I, I do want to say before we move on, if someone is listening and they are the type of person that leaves their trash in the movie theater, 
I want to hear from them. Mm. What is the excuse? Is it, as Nikki well, said... Well, we just shamed the fuck out of them. They're not going to come forward. Well, ignore ignore that. No, and ignore, the, guys. ignore the shame. Change your shit. Get your shit together. Don't leave your goddamn trash in the theater. But if you do, please... 657-464-7609. Yeah. We would love to hear why. What reasonable explanation? What's super logical. What, 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 what is the deal? Yeah, As yeah, a psychologist, yeah. I might be interested in, in the reasons people have for that behavior. For being yeah. dicks? For le- leaving their stuff <laughs> in a theater. When they can easily take it when themselves. When they can easily take it themselves. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's get on to some voicemails for this casual version of the show. Hello, Jesse and Brittany. This is Charles from Alabama calling again. Um, I wanted to call in and talk about the Roy Moore nonsense that's going on, but I want to pass on that. And I want to respond to Jay's email from last episode, but... That's already been covered, so I'm going to pass on that as well. But I also want to talk about the voicemail that was left by the guy clarifying himself as far as personal responsibility goes with the sexual assault and all this. And you know what? I get it. I get it. You want people to to make smart decisions. You want to make sure women don't go about getting drunk and following seven dudes home and all this. But you left out one kind of big important thing. It's quite simple, actually. Just just teach guys to not fucking sexual assault people. It may sound hard. It's really not. If you don't stand for it, don't stand by and watch someone give someone that extra drink that they don't need. Just don't rape. It's simple, straightforward, don't rape, don't sexual assault, don't give a pass to anyone that does anything of that nature. And you know what? I think that's it. Love the show. Brittany, we need more stats on everything. I love when you do that. Jesse, get her more stats. <laughs> Aww. Get her more stats. What the fuck? What kind of power do you think I have? I don't Is control that misogynistic? The man giving the stats. Yeah, to... come on, Charles from Alabama. <laughs> this is bullshit. <laughs> I I will do more stats just for you. Yeah, and, and, that's great. and by the way, I was going for the button. So love the show, Brittany's the best part. Bye. <laughs> let me let me say something, Charles. Listen, your heart is in the right place, and I love you, brother. I I think the, and I think a lot of women out there are like, oh, cheering you on because it's a wonderful thing you said, but it's pretty Pollyannish. All we got to do is teach them not to rape. Well, what percentage of rapists that we have that we have to fucking deal with in our in our world do you think we're taught not to rape, but they're rapists, so they rape? It's not quite that easy. And I think what Sean was getting at was, as long as we've got this fucking problem with men who disrespect women, who assault women, who, who rape, then women do need to take precautions and and not put themselves in a position of drinking too much. I, I still think Sean was on the right track. Again, maybe not as articulate as we'd all like, but I understood and I'm behind him. It, it's 
we're always going to have bad fucking people and we always need to do our part to guard ourselves against those bad people. It doesn't mean if bad shit happens to us at the hands of those bad people that it's our fault. But it's not quite as simple as teach them not to rape. You know, I've been thinking about this a lot because every day there's a new name. Yeah, goddamn. In fact, today I, I walked in and I said, oh, it's Charlie Rose. What did I say? I don't know what you I said. I said, fuck that guy. Okay, so... Didn't even know the details. I, fuck that guy. Uh, it's just a new name every day. Yeah. Several names. Eight women have accused him. And so there are the... Like the Senate or something was going to have mandatory sexual harassment training. That's right. And people always mock sexual harassment training. I mean, that's like something that people say, oh, we don't need that. We know. We don't need to be taught this. But then we're hearing these stories day after day. Well, maybe it seems like you you do need to hear this. Maybe you're not learning this. I agree. And so I think the caller makes a good point where I, I'm not sure that people are getting the message or, I mean, obviously, you know not to rape people. Yeah, that's a good point. And you know not to sexually harass people. You know not to touch people in a way that makes them uncomfortable, but people still continue to do it. So... Um, you make a good... You're right. So uh, people have been um, passing around this article on Twitter, and the title is Training Programs and Reporting Systems Won't End Sexual Harassment promoting more women will. And the idea is that how we take this on is putting more women in positions of power and leadership. The other interesting thing about this is that in a recent poll, (laughs) uh, people didn't think this was necessary, particularly Republicans. They're like, no, we don't need more women in leadership roles, particularly in government. Um, But we do, because this seems like one of the main ways that we can take this on. Um, so aside from teaching men not to rape, I don't know, maybe put women in power so that they don't have to worry about men in power, abusing that power in a way that makes them feel unsafe in weird sexual positions. It, it, I don't think you mean sexual positions. Yeah. I made a face after I said that. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 I looked but, right at well, Nikki. Here, I'm like, Ugh. here, Charles, I think it's this. I think that we're both, we're on the both on the right track here that it's, it, it's not, we can have both. We can have our women guard themselves against the pricks in the world, and we can also teach our men not to rape. Both of those things, they're not mutually exclusive. It's not a zero-sum game. So Yeah, and I think that, that this is something that's important, is having this conversation, because I read an article today, and it was really good. It was by Rebecca Traster, I think, in The Cut, And the title is Your Reckoning and Mine as Stories About Abuse, Assault, and Complicity Come Flooding Out. How do we think about the culprits in our lives, including sometimes ourselves? Mm. And she talked about this from multiple different angles, how women sometimes know that people in their lives are sexual predators, but continue to have relationships with them because well they aren't doing it to them yeah and how that's something they need to reconcile too and also women looking at their interactions and weighing hey was this really problematic or was this not problematic which is uh, kind of reflects back to something charles said which is when when a buddy of yours acts inappropriately you fucking hold his feet to the fire you hold him accountable you let him know unacceptable 
you do it again, you're getting a rap on the fucking beak, or I'm going to disconnect myself from you. Yeah. And that's up to men. We really need to hold our own accountable. You see a buddy acting inappropriate, making some fucking douchey face when a woman walks away or doing the whatever, you fucking say no. Hey, dude, no. Not cool. Because it's not cool. Yeah, so I like how this article came at it from multiple different angles, not just about the things I already mentioned, but about men too. And about how a lot of men are coming to her and saying, Hey, I've been thinking about this interaction that I had. And can you tell me if it was problematic? Cause I'm afraid that I crossed a boundary. And I'm sure a lot of that is happening right now where people are thinking about how they've treated people in the past and wondering if they're going to get a phone call, if they're going to get a text yeah, and someone's going to say, Hey Dick, you did this to me and it was inappropriate. You know what? The best thing to do, and this is something I've been thinking a lot about. Lean into it. Accept it. Because sometimes, I think there are times where we we act inappropriately as men, not even thinking that it's inappropriate because we're raised... Look, the audience knows me well enough to know that I'm not this... Ah, the patriarchy. But goddammit, there's a patriarchy. Men are in charge. We think about things differently because we don't have to think about it the way people out of power think about things. We are the power structure. We can behave as we want to behave. Things are, the tide is starting to turn, starting to become different, but it's not yet. So I would, listen, I I would, I would, uh, I would encourage all my, the male listeners to stand the fuck up and be a leader. Be someone who, who who makes a difference. Who stands in the gap for women and people out of power. Not just women. Members of the LGBTQ community. People who are out of power. Who are not quite in the position to fucking stand up for themselves. It's not treat them lesser. That, oh, I'm going to be the protector. You don't have to do that. But if you're in a position to help, you fucking help. You be an ally. And if if you're standing up and they say, hey, you know what? I got this. Then you step back. You don't need to. Again, all of this is something we've talked about over the course of the last three episodes. That it's about using your brain as a thinking adult to reckon to 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 recognize what is what what transpires. It's not one accusation and you believe it. It's not 10 accusations and then you believe it. It's you listen to the evidence as a thinking human being and you figure it out. Everything within your life you navigate using your goddamn brain. Why would we leave that at the door with this particular topic also? Thanks for the call, Charles. We appreciate it very much. I think we came to some agreement there. Next call. Hi, Jesse. Hi, Brittany. This is Carrie from Boise, Idaho, calling to say hi and respond to a voice memo that you guys got on episode 355. Um, there was a caller who called in and was sort of defending Louis C.K., because he never showed his penis to anyone without asking permission first. Ugh. 
And I feel like that's something that maybe a lot of men don't understand. Um, you know, I've tried to ask male friends and my brother if what would happen if, say, their boss came into the office one day and started masturbating in front of them, what would they do? And generally the consensus is they they wouldn't just stand there. They would they would pick a fight or they would tell them what the fuck are you doing or you know whatever and I think as a woman it's just we're not necessarily always physically stronger than a man and situations can be different but anyways a little bit about my experience with this is after several years with someone who was psychologically manipulative. Uh, my ex would, if I didn't want to have sex, he would start masturbating in front of me and say inappropriate things like, well, let me come on your tits or well, can I at least look at him while I do it? And I was completely uncomfortable and it was not consensual, but I didn't know what else to say or do. So I just sat there frozen in horror. And I don't, it would be very upsetting to me if someone said, well, you know, you didn't tell him no. Well, I did tell him no. I, I didn't, I didn't want to engage in sex. And just that sort of thing is I don't know. It's just not okay. And anyways, just wanted to call and share my two cents. Love the show. You're both the best part. Bye. Can I say, I, I know I motioned to you to, to go ahead. Uh, on behalf of men, God damn. God damn indeed. I am sorry. Fucking... It is something Emma said in an email that maybe I don't identify with. I'm getting emotional. Maybe it's something I don't identify with rape culture because it is something that I don't, I can't imagine. I cannot fucking imagine doing that to any woman, especially a woman I love. God damn. Again. Well, anyway, go ahead, Brittany. Well, I want to thank Carrie for sharing that um, yeah. because I I think people like Mark, who she was referring to, need to hear stories like that, right? Where he called in, he said, just for, for Nick, um, that at least Louis C.K. asked before he showed people his, his dick. And um, I think he used the word consented, that he believed that that was consent. And, and the thing is, is that wasn't consent because they didn't say, oh, joy, yes, please get it out. Mm -hmm. They were uncomfortable and like laughing and like, oh, is this a joke? Oh, no, he's serious. He's naked now. You know, like it was it was a situation. And <laughs> what Carrie said is correct, where men can say, oh, this is what I would do. And people do this all the time with all kinds of situations. This is what I would do if this happened to me. But it's more difficult when you're in that situation. And especially for women who, if it's your boss and you cannot lose your job, you're in a situation where if you talk back, you're going to lose your job. And that is your income. 
That's how you pay your rent. Yeah. That's how you buy your food. Even with the women who came forward about Charlie Rose today, five are anonymous because they are still afraid of the power that he has. The power that he has over their career. Because he is iconic. He is a living fucking legend. Right. So you're still, yeah. you're walking on eggshells. You want to address it, but at the same time, you're afraid for how the public is going to talk about you. You're afraid for how your boss is going to react. You're afraid for your job. All of these things you're trying to weigh in that moment. So it's more difficult than, yeah, I would just beat his ass. Of course. Yeah. Again, Carrie, uh, thank you for 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 sharing that with us. That is, uh, I don't know that we're worthy of your story. Uh, hopefully, and I'm certain that it, it it goes out to you know the thousands and thousands of listeners who are who are eager to hear and learn and um, might benefit. From your, from your story and your experience. Thanks a lot. All right. Um, next call. Jesse and Brittany, it's Brett, number two, from Boston, calling in uh, my way home from work. Today is the day we found out about Al Franken. I'm sure by the time this is played, if ever, we'll find out 20 more people we either respected or already hated. Um, our sexual predators, and we are going to somehow have to establish a new norm. Um, the reason I'm calling in particular is I work in a male-dominated field, one that is ripe to be exposed for similar actions by men, um, but a field in which more and more women are getting opportunity, and, and which also leads me to believe that, that stories are coming. Um, Hopefully not against my firm, but I you never know. Um, and I guess recently, with all this, you know, all these stories, I've spent a lot of time just thinking back on interactions I've had or interactions I've witnessed, and it feels like walking on eggshells every conversation I have right now. Um, and I, I have to believe that's a good thing. I just really wonder. You know, for the people, the older men in my profession who aren't as plugged into you know, social media, podcasts, the news, I wonder if they're spending this time reflecting or if they're more sort of annoyed by the noise that comes along with it. Um, mm. I, I really hope that's not the case, but I'm feeling especially uncomfortable, and that's I deserve to, not because I've done anything wrong, but because there are so many people who feel like they have been wrong that are finally having their stories told. And and I any misstep at all right now should be exposed. And, and I don't worry about, you know, I, I don't worry about my actions so much as the actions of everyone. And I, I you know, I have to lump myself in there just as, as a general in the general male population. Um, so I, I do I do think about a lot right now whether my colleagues are having the same reaction as I am or if, if this is more of an annoyance. Um, I really have to believe that ultimately something positive will come from this. And if that means every guy in my office walks on eggshells for the next however many years, that's probably what needs to happen. We need a new norm. 
we need a new standard and until we can all sort of reflect on what we've done and what our colleagues have done and what we've made ourselves comfortable with, I don't know that that can happen. So, you know, I know it's a dark, dark time and tough time. Tough to realize some of your heroes are not heroes, but. Oh, cut off at the three minute mark. But Brett number two, because he is a long time early adopter. Like since the beginning. Of the program. Yeah. Him and his lovely wife, Allison. Yes. Uh, he called back and he left a very brief wrap up to his call, which might be the most we might want to 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 log this in the annals of the show because this sums it up and this sums up the calls for today very well. Brett number two again, I realize I'm an asshole for not doing a voice memo so I could have finished my thought, but just to put a bow on it, I guess the message I'm trying to get across is that men are assholes, I'm an asshole, we're all assholes, and hopefully the end result of all of this is that we all become a little less asshole-ish and a little more respectful. Uh, best to you both and i hope you have a great holiday season well you too brett number two um i am i'm torn on this call because again reading Mm. that article it was so in-depth from all sides and it talked about men feeling this way and she said quote many men will absorb the lessons of late 2017 to not to be not about the threat they've posed to women, but about the threat that women pose to them. So there will be more, perhaps unconscious, hesitancy about hiring women, less eagerness to invite them to lunch or send them on work trips with men. Men will be warier of mentoring women. And when Brett number two said that he was hesitant in his conversations, I think he said something like that. I... I don't know what that means, I guess, so I can't judge it, but I just hope it isn't under the assumption that women are out to get him or something. And I don't think that he's saying that, but I No, yeah, I'm, I didn't get that. I'm nervous that other men are feeling that way. Yeah. Like I can't go out to lunch with a woman. Like we're all going to go to the Mike Pence rule because that's the safer way of right. operating. Well, he he did say that he, you know, if guys have to walk on eggshells yeah. for several and I would I would posture in a different way that it's not walking on eggshells, it's being a decent fucking person. And if I could translate, please. That sounds like being, you mean put it in normal terms. Yeah, be, uh, <laughs> ju- ju- just you know, uh, self-reflect on your positionality is what it sounds like to me. You're if you're a man in society and you're surrounded by women in certain contexts, just know that you possess a power that's bestowed upon you by society. And uh, when you're in those contexts with with women. Um, to you know, tr- walking on eggshells to me is like behaving in a way that is um, shit. Well, like I don't, delicate. But you don't I, have to be delicate. It's not delicate. Just be decent. I don't know. Let me just say. Let me just say that 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 all of this controversy that's come up has made me think about. Okay, so I'm like I'm a gay man, and I like Wait, you're and, gay. Oh, oh yes, <laughs> yes. Um, like like when I th- my my self construal I you know I don't think of myself as somebody who's like a threat to women but that doesn't mean that I'm perceived as that you're not perceived that yeah, way yeah that I'm not perceived yeah, that way yeah yeah and so God, that's, I, I so that's I, super deep that's so, going levels well so I saw my friend and she was she was talking to this this other woman um and I 
like I hugged my friend because I know my friend and that's what we do. And then this woman that I recognized, but I, I felt like I met her, but I wasn't sure anyway, but I wanted to hug her. Like, I, like just, yeah. just this idea of like touching other people. I get it. Cause I'm a hugger. You know me. I'm yes. You know, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm a, I'm a hugger guy. too, but I, but I like mentioned like that. I'm trying to kind of restrain myself a little bit because I don't, yeah. I can't just assume that other people want to hug me anyway. So yeah, no, like just right. like this idea of just being like self-reflective, of the fact that um, that some people, you know, want to be treated in a certain way. So there should be like some kind of like baseline human decency, you know, uh, Make, listen, making no assumptions of, of ahead, what, what it is that people. I, I, I love everything you're saying. I think the issue is I'm getting hung up on the phrase walking on eggshells, which I believe has a negative connotation because it's so yeah. often used in like DV situations, domestic DV, violence, dom- domestic violence. He made a face and uh, okay. where women are being abused by their partner and they feel like they have to quote unquote walk on eggshells mm. in order to avoid okay. yeah. being okay. in an abusive situation. I, listen, I don't want to, I don't want to jump up Brett. Brett's ass because he used that particular phrase. I'm not jumping up his no, ass. No, no, no. I don't want to. I, I'm the one who brought up the walking on eggshells thing. And I, he may have just used that because he's driving in his goddamn car and just, you know, didn't want to get smashed off the road by somebody. It just yeah. sounds like he's 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 advocating for self-reflection. Yeah, That's what I hear. Well, let me let me say this. With res- I mean, that's what he means by by walking walking on eggshells. I have been. I have been self-reflective over the course of since all this has been breaking and racking my brain because I haven't been as aware as I am now. I don't think most men have. I think that you mm. are in the same boat with most yeah, men. Yeah, right. And I identified a time where I'm very embarrassed about my behavior. And I, I messaged somebody on Facebook and I said, hey, listen, the night we met, I was drinking, it was at a concert, and I referred to you the entire night by a physical attribute of yours. The entire night. Mm. And I was being a dick. I was being a fucking asshole. Yeah. And that is unacceptable. So I email, I, I messaged her on Facebook, and I said, hey, listen, you didn't deserve that. You're, you're worth far more than the way I treated you. And um, I apologize. I'm, I, I want to make amends. I want to do whatever it takes. And she accepted my apology. And we, you know, we chatted a little bit. But um, I'm not even immune. I, I, think, I, I think that a lot of guys, if they're not fucking thinking about it, if they're not doing the work to, to be self-reflective, what have I done? And alcohol's not a fucking excuse. It's not an excuse. Who's making the alcohol excuse now? Glenn Thrush from the New York Times. Yeah, I mean, I if you just like I don't want to move into this territory, but it's just the thought in my head is that you know, like those Ashley Madison commercials that were running about like cheating on your wife and yeah. it, it was like a popular website. Mm-hmm. I it's just this attitude is so ingrained in society to to treat women a certain way. And it's difficult, I think, for men to start checking all of this, you know? Um, if you care, think about it. 
Yeah, and it is going to be difficult, but I, I also don't think men need to take it to the extreme where they then become afraid to interact with women. No. Listen, if you are not touching people against their will, if you're not talking about tits, if you're not like asking how often they come, if you're not asking these questions, then I think you're probably okay. You know, don't yeah. don't overthink it. Um, but these stories that are coming out with like the screenshots of the text messages from the bosses that are asking about how often they orgasm and all this stuff, it's, you know, if, if you're doing that kind of stuff, then yeah, that's a problem. But if you're just asking someone how their day is going and how their dog is, you know, that's... Yeah, well, I, listen, I, I think a lot of guys aren't thinking enough. And and if, if you're at work and you tell a lady, she, yeah, you look really nice. I like that jacket. I like how you look today. That's not sexual harassment. No. That's not bothersome. No. That's a compliment. Yes. Well. No. That. Come on, dude. No. Well, if you're going to compliment a lady on something, compliment an article of clothing, perhaps her shoes. If you say that, that, that I like the way you look today. Oh, no. Yeah. I'm just saying in general, if you compliment what she's wearing, that's yeah. complimenting how she looks. Compliment. Same with a dude. If you're, ah, I fucking like that sport coat, man. Sure. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that is what it is. And maybe that's what it is. <laughs> Sorry, I jumped <laughs> right in your ass. Uh, maybe I'm fine it, with it. No, maybe it's one of those things where if, if, uh, if you're thinking that you'd say it to a woman, if you wouldn't say it to a dude that you work with, then maybe it's not appropriate to say. Yeah, maybe Carrie was onto something when she was like, how would you react if this happened? Yeah. And they were like, I would beat his ass. Well, maybe you should like operate under the assumption. Would I say could, that if she could kick my ass? Yeah. Would you be <laughs> right. saying that if you would get your ass beat for saying it? Yeah. If if it was bro culture everywhere, yeah. right? Yeah. No, that's good. I don't know. It, like, it's a tough. It, like, there's a lot of nuance here. I mean, and and there's a lot of parallels to like racism here too. You know, it's the same kind of. It's not the same, but it's it's there, there, it's parallel. There's a lot, yeah. I mean, that's it. It's like, well, I have no thoughts other than there's, <laughs> other than there's a parallel. <laughs> all right. Listen, anyway, anyway. We, but I think the important part is having the conversation, and I appreciate all of the men that are coming forward and talking about this because mm -hmm. an open conversation is how we move forward. And being afraid yeah. to say. I'm afraid to do this. I don't know what's going on. I mean, we need to talk about it. Because and if, you, if people are afraid, they should think like, you know, will this do harm? Yes or no. If the mm -hmm. answer is yes, then don't say it. Don't do it. Yeah. Could it do harm? Yeah, could it? Yeah, could then it? No. Yeah, yeah, then could it do harm? Check yourself. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. We're all on the same page. Yeah. And it's not that difficult, like Brett said. And we're also not going to mm -hmm. unpack all this in, you know, 30, 38 and 39 minutes. Correct. So, especially not with all these gin gimlets. God damn. <laughs> all right. We're going to end it there for the calls. Thank you guys. We appreciate you. We love you for the calls. Um, who knows? Look, look, this, all this news is still coming. News. All this news is still coming out. And we're likely going to be talking about this. In through December, because I, I don't see a slowdown to the number of men who are getting called out for their cunty behavior. Um, and we welcome your calls. 657-464-7609. That is where you leave a fewer than three-minute voicemail. We, we want to hear from you. If you would like to email a voice memo from your smartphone, it is idoubtit at dollamore.com. Support for I Doubt It with Dollamore comes from generous, engaged, intelligent, and good-looking listeners like you by way of Patreon. 
Your support on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month helps keep the show going and move the conversation forward one podcast at a time. If you would like to join the ever-growing family of supporters, please visit patreon.com slash idoubtitwithdollamore. Kathy. Kathy. And Jexka. Jexka. Raised her pledge again. Raised her pledge again. She loves hearing us announce her name and... (laughs) She continues to raise her pledge every time we do. We are we are over 60% of the way. Can you believe it, guys? To a third episode a week. Yeah. We are well over 50%. We are 60% of the way. It's amazing. You guys are awesome. We are 10% more than, than 50% of the way. <laughs> I'm doing the math for you. You know I'm serious now. Because you're doing the math? Because I'm doing the math. Yeah. So... Because I'm doing addition. <laughs> Thank you, guys. If you want to support the show, you can go to dollamore.com slash Patreon. You can also buy I Doubt It With Dollamore merchandise at dollamore.com slash info. You can, since it's the holidays, shop with the Amazon link. More importantly, the Amazon link would be great. Yes. Don't forget. Click through. Do all of your shopping through dollamore.com slash Amazon. No additional cost to you, but we get a little something back. Thank you for that. And don't forget to review us on iTunes. That is awesome for uh, putting us in other people's feeds, I guess. And also, let me just say this, and we'll end the the the, the mid-roll, is if you're on Twitter and you're not following Brittany P or Jesse D, you need to remedy that. It is at Brittany E. Page and at... Dollamore, and while you're at it, we got we got Nikki Jones here. It's at it's Nikki Jones. At <laughs> it's Nikki Jones. Do your duty. He does a lot of live tweeting um, mm. of certain hearings, tech stuff. Yeah, yeah. I followed that. I was retweeting some of that. It was good stuff. Yeah, for sure. Thank awesome. you. All right, I agree. Thank you. Thank you for agreeing about how awesome about you how are. great your live tweeting yes. was. That is wonderful. Yes. Moving on. Stalemocracy. Facing down pessimistic politics with realistic optimism. Is this the first time that you have sat in on a full episode? Like without you being the feature, the star? Yes. Oh, wow. So you you've because you're not a regular listener to the show because you got other shit to do. I do. <laughs> but uh, you never heard like our segments and like that. You probably never heard our. I, I mean, I have, I have definitely listened to the to listen to the show, but I've never heard that particular. Oh, that drop. Yeah, it was the, very the segment. It was wonderful, very professional. Yeah, I loved wow. it. <laughs> yeah. It gets you pumped up. Oh, totally. Right. Yeah. Moving on. Gin drinkers of America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we there is a billionaire out there named Tom Steyer who is an environmentalist, among other things. He's also a businessman. Otherwise, he wouldn't be a fucking billionaire. And he, you may have heard, but there, he's running commercials all over the goddamn place right now. He's spending twenty million dollars gathering signatures to impeach Donald Trump. Let, let me play the ad. Because there has been controversy surrounding the ad, namely Fox News. Fox News dropped the ad because their listeners were unhappy. <laughs> Here's the ad. He's brought us to the brink of nuclear war. 
obstructed justice at the FBI, and in direct violation of the Constitution. He's taken money from foreign governments and threatened to shut down news organizations that report the truth. If that isn't a case for impeaching and removing a dangerous president, then what has our government become? I'm Tom Steyer, and like you, I'm a citizen who knows it's up to us to do something. It's why I'm funding this effort to raise our voices together and demand that elected officials take a stand on impeachment. A Republican Congress once impeached a president for far less, yet today, people in Congress and his own administration know that this president is a clear and present danger who's mentally unstable and armed with nuclear weapons. And they do nothing. Join us and tell your member of Congress that they have a moral responsibility to stop doing what's political and start doing what's right. Our country depends on it. So clearly, those are talking points that your humble host agrees with. Well, apparently not over at the Fox News. Here is... Brian Kilmeade, the how do you describe Brian Kilmeade? Well, he was the one who, if you don't watch Fox and Friends, which <laughs> why aren't you? Um, he was the one who got into the little tiff with Jimmy Kimmel. That's and, right. Yeah, and he also oddly took a weird position on Roy Moore recently, saying he would smash in his head or something if he had done this to his daughter, you know, because if you have daughters, you get it. Right, Um, because if you don't have daughters, you have no (laughs) understanding of why you shouldn't molest a kid. Yeah, but anyway, he's he's the one on the Fox and Friends. So here he is introing the talking about how they took the ad off the air and just generally discussing the ad campaign released a $10 million ad campaign urging Democrats to put the commander-in-chief on trial. Now, in this ad, Steyer claims the president has our country on the edge of nuclear war and is mentally unstable. Watch. So they play the clip that we just played for you, and then they come out of the clip and listen to his unbiased news reporting talking about Tim, uh, Tom Steyer and, and, uh, and the campaign. Right. If any of that stuff was true, it would be scary. Uh, I definitely love the music in the background. How convincing are, were you, how convinced are you that this billionaire is on the right track? Joining us right now to discuss it is Capri Cafaro, former Democratic Ohio State Minority Leader, and Kevin Sheridan is here, former senior advisor to Mitt Romney's 2012 presidential campaign. Uh, all right, first, uh, I guess let's, let's start right in the beginning. And if we can, impeaching the President of the United States... I find this uh, somewhat surprising, considering uh, uh, Capri, that he really hasn't done anything he's been accused of. (laughs) Fox News, everybody. Fox News. Well, I think the unfortunate thing about Fox News is that, one, it's called Fox News, (laughs) with the news emphasis, because... They aren't all serious journalists until about like noon or one when Shep comes on. On the East Coast, yeah. Yeah, and then you have Chris Wallace on Sundays. I don't think he has an official show during the week. And then I haven't watched Brett Bear for a while, but last I checked, he was okay, and he's like at 4 p.m. He was, so, he's okay. So you have these people like intermingled with the commentators who act like they are journalists, and people might say, Sean Hannity's a journalist. He's not. He is no. a commentator. Yeah. And he's No, yeah. <laughs> and so is Brian Kilmeade. So right. are those Fox and Friends goofballs with 
Her Steve name. Ducey. Steve Ducey and, and what about country? the majority? Okay, the I'm majority. So tired of protecting the minority. Ainsley Earhart. Ainsley Earhart. Yeah, that's a real quote. That's her. Wow. That's yeah. a Fox and Friends uh, co-host. What about the country? majority? Okay, I'm the majority. So tired of protecting the minority. That was for Nick's benefit. That was said. Yeah. On TV. Ugh. <laughs> uh. Yeah. So That's prick shit, right? Yeah, prick shit. It, it That's is. Prick shit. It is. It's it's, it's casual it's, week of shows. Mm-hmm, it's disappointing mm-hmm. because you you have Shep Smith who really he's doing the Lord's wow. he's doing the Lord's he is work doing the Lord's over work. there. Yeah. And whenever he reports on something factual, they call for him to be fired. But he he needs to be doing what he does because mm. he's the only one over there that's countering this. Well, this is what this is what alarms me is that he he leads into his question to the guest by saying this. I find this uh, somewhat surprising considering uh, uh, Capri that he, he really hasn't done anything he's been, he's been accused of. That Donald Trump, I find this so surprising Capri because Donald Trump, the president of the United States, hasn't done anything that he's been accused of. Apparently, Brian Kilmeade has an inside seat to the investigation with Bob Mueller, and he knows the conclusions that are being drawn. He also apparently only watches Fox News, and he doesn't know all of the evidence that has been compiled. He must not follow him on Twitter. Maybe Brian Kilmeade got blocked on Twitter by Donald Trump like I have, because you see the dumb shit that the fucking guy does. What do you mean he hasn't done what he's been accused of? Well, um, just yesterday, uh, the special counsel requested documents from the Justice Department. More documents from the Justice Department. Is he going to be doing that because the investigation is wrapping up soon? Let's 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 drop a clip. I'm just curious. No, let's drop a clip and then we'll get back to the the billionaire Tom Steyer. That exclusive new reporting on the Russia investigation, ABC News has learned that special counsel Robert Mueller is reaching into the the Justice Department asking for documents on President Trump's decision to fire FBI Director James Comey. Our senior justice correspondent, Pierre Thomas, is in Washington with that story for us. Good morning, Pierre. Robin, good morning. Mueller continues to aggressively investigate, apparently wanting to know more about the circumstances of Comey's firing. And not even the Justice Department and the Attorney General are immune. Special counsel Robert Mueller now turning to the Justice Department as his investigators dig into whether President Trump or anyone else tried to derail the ongoing probe of Russian interference into last year's election. Although he has not criticized Mueller recently, the president has not hidden his disdain for the Russia probe. The entire thing has been a witch hunt. ABC News has learned that in recent weeks, Mueller's team asked the Justice Department to turn over emails and other documents relating to Attorney General Jeff Sessions' recusal from the Russia investigation and President Trump's subsequent decision to fire Comey as FBI director. So far, Sessions has refused to publicly discuss what Trump told him about axing Comey. The Justice Department and the special counsel's office declined to comment, but Sessions has said he will cooperate with the special counsel, Robin. And Pierre, we're learning that the publicists who set up that Don Jr. meeting with a Russian lawyer at Trump Tower, that publicist is ready to talk to Mueller and his team? That's right. Rob Goldstone told the Sunday Times that he's, quote, keen to talk 
and put his recollection of the events on the public record. So that June 2016 meeting at Trump Tower remains in focus. And Robin Jared Kushner, who attended that meeting, has recently been accused by Senate leaders of withholding information about additional contacts with the Russians. But Kushner's attorney says he's cooperated fully and that Kushner rejected additional offers of meeting with the Russians. Robin? It continues. All right. Thank you, Pierre. So as Brittany was saying, there we go. That was an unplanned, again, relaxed week of shows, everybody. Good times. Is relaxed code for hashtag Jim Jim Gim? <laughs> Oopsie. No, here, here, here's the deal. The, the, the Mueller investigation is moving forward. It's not, oh, he hasn't, he hasn't done any of the things he's been accused of. It's not that at all. There are, they are moving forward, requesting documents now relative to the firing of Comey, which, believe it or not, that is obstruction of justice. Well, listen, even if someone takes issue with your use of moving forward, the fact is it's not ending. And Sarah Huckabee Sanders, when asked like weeks ago, she said, we're confident that this will be over soon or whatever. And Mm -hmm. people were saying, well, why are you... Why are you confident about that? What what insider knowledge do you have? And of course, she didn't have an answer, but... Well, I'm sorry. I didn't talk to the president about that this morning. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And... You're, so you knew he live tweeting that. That's the shit to live tweet yeah, no right shit. there, yeah, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's clearly not ending. They're requesting yeah. more documents. It's continuing. Okay. So let's let's go back in time. Wheelie dee, wheelie dee, wheelie dee. That's my back in time. Yeah, from... Uh, from uh... Damn it. Oh, yeah. Wayne's World. Wayne's World. Yeah. Jen Game, everybody. Yeah, yeah. So let's go back to billionaire Tom Steyer. Nick he did it better. He was on. He did, of course. He does everything better. Hmm. Uh, he was on Not with Michael Schmirkonich of CNN and was asked about a lot of things about this ad campaign. They briefly mentioned that Fox cut it off. That's not the whole point. I just wanted to kind of shit on, on the Fox News about it. But... Um, I'm curious to see what the audience thinks. I have my opinions. Um, and I've signed this petition. I've gone on, and it'll be in the show notes for you to have the opportunity to do so, too. Here's Michael Smirconich, who I think is a stand-up, straight-up guy, interviewing Tom Steyer. This week, a half dozen Democratic members of Congress introduced articles of impeachment against President Trump, but they don't have a chance of getting the votes in the Republican-led House. Democratic Whip Steny Hoyer said now is not the time for Democrats to push for impeachment. But that hasn't stopped my next guest, Democratic mega-donor and billionaire environmentalist Tom Steyer. Surely you have seen his ads here on CNN and other networks, probably not at Fox, though, which pulled them after it says its viewers complained. He spent $20 million so far on two pro-impeachment ads. I recently spoke with Tom Steyer. So, Mr. Steyer, let us talk Article 2, Section 4, treason, bribery, other high crimes and misdemeanors. Which do you think apply? Well, Michael, I think that there's no question that the president has obstructed justice in his firing of the head of the FBI, uh, which he said he did because he persisted in the Russian investigation. Um, I think that he has broken the emoluments clause virtually on a daily basis. And I think that his um, public request for the Justice Department to do a criminal investigation of his political opponents is also a clear abuse of power, and that, in effect, 
what the Constitution says about impeachment is that the president cannot be allowed to violate his trust with the American people and his the spirit of his office. And he's clearly done that. I, I guess my question is one of we need to make sure when we talk about impeachment that we're dealing with the objective, not the subjective, because you set a precedent, right? If you're reliant only on conjecture, in your case, it could be a Democrat who's the next president. And if Republicans have a, an antipathy toward that individual, they may say, we see grounds for impeachment where they really couldn't be proven. Well, I have a couple things to say about that. One is he has committed these infractions. He's, he's committed these acts in public. We don't need to go through the tapes of his phone calls or the tapes of his emails to see him do it because he's done it right in front of our eyes and then he's admitted it. And the second thing I'd say is this. This president has committed unpress is put us in unprecedented danger. So this is not a matter of policy or dislike of his health care, his taxes or anything like that. This is a president who is a clear and present danger to the American people. I think everybody in Washington, D.C., including members of his party, recognizes that. I think members of his administration absolutely recognize that. And in fact, we're seeing Senate Republicans trying to take away his ability to unilaterally use nuclear weapons because they know it's true. Right. But in the ad, I think the language you use is that he's brought us to the brink of nuclear war. But bringing us to the brink of nuclear war, if in fact that's accurate, that's not treason. That's not bribery. That's not a high crime or misdemeanor. In fact, some would argue that's the situation that he inherited from predecessors who didn't do anything about Kim Jong-un. Well, I think, Michael, I see this as two different things. And I think you're conflating the two of them. One is, has he met the criteria for impeachment? And that was the first question you asked me, and I referred to the emoluments clause, and I referred to obstruction of justice, the kinds of things that meet the criterion for impeachment. The second question was, you said, well, people could use this, you know, as a, uh, a precedent. precedent. And I said, actually, what he's doing, not in terms of meeting the standards, which he clearly has met, but in terms of the urgency for acting on this, his behavior, the, pres- the danger that he's presenting to the American people and to our democracy is unprecedented. So I just, I'm getting a vibe. And Did, I, is I, it because we're shooting eyes at one another? I think something's happening here. <laughs> but I think that Nick might be feeling similar to me about a little hyperbole there Steyer is Steyer Tom Steyer yeah, yeah. Steyer. a little a little too much a little too much yeah the brink of nuclear war yeah is a bit Can all right we... I oh no well, no no I, I mean I'm just no no I agree with you that mm. it is a little on the hyperbole side the brink mm-hmm. however what has Donald Trump done to mitigate the situation with North Korea. He's only done things to inflame the situation. On Twitter. Calling him, why would he call me old when I would never call him short and fat? He's he's trying to fucking gin things up. 
I would say it, me and me and Jesse have gone back and forth about this on mm-hmm. the show because mm-hmm. I get more concerned about his tweeting and Jesse will say, well, no, listen, he can he can do what he wants. But ultimately, there's these checks on him and blah, blah, blah. So you seem to be going back on what you've told me in the past. Were you lying to me in the past? Was that on the show or was that personally that private conversation? Uh, that was on the show. No, I'm teasing. Um, <laughs> no, there are checks and balances. However, he is the commander in chief of the armed forces. And if he launches a strike, a nuclear strike, I know some generals came out this week they and did. said, oh, well, we can refuse an illegal order. Well, you know what? So can a private. If a general orders a private to mm. do something illegal, that private can also refuse the order as illegal. But let me tell you how often that fucking happens. Mm. It's not likely. Mm-hmm. That's why it is dangerous to have a man. Listen, George W. Bush, I voted for twice. All right? Not, not, not happy about, especially the second time, not happy. But at least you had a man who was seriously thought about, like, there was no, we didn't even talk about dropping a nuke on somebody. Mm-hmm. It wasn't in the lexicon at the time. Mm-hmm. Well, Donald Trump, it's, he's, he's, he's in trying to get into battles. He's not trying to lessen the threat of a nuclear conflict with a fucking madman. He's not doing that. He's not a diplomat. Yes, that is true. I mean, that is plainly said. He's not a diplomat. But he's the antithesis of a diplomat. He's doing the opposite of what a diplomat does. Mm -hmm. He's causing problems rather than trying to settle them down. So bringing us to the brink might be a little bit of hyperbole, but... Is there a risk... Maybe. You're got no, no, no. Yes, <laughs> yes there is. Yes. No, there is a risk. Well, there's always risk, I guess, but he's not bringing us uh, to the brink. I think you're I think you're 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 downplaying it. Huh. And th- that's just my opinion based on my limited understanding of the military and 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 my understanding is also limited. Yeah, so I so, mean I mean I there guess it we're is. just we're, in a, we're, <laughs> we're we're it's a clash of the of the non-titans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, a clash of the minions. That's right. I I do think that part of it is the music that was playing that makes it sound like yeah, very yeah. well. That's but that's for effect to get you to go and sign the goddamn petition. And listen, I go back and forth on this too. Where sometimes I see the tweets and I'm like, oh my god, we're all but gonna do, die. Do and other then... do other do 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 state representatives from from other nations take tweets? seriously i don't know and and do we know yeah i don't think we know because i don't think we've ever been in this position it's new but north korea is issuing like statements in response to the tweets it's true (laughs) there's more activity from north korea than there ever has been i mean you're right then there has been in many 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 months but that's what happens when you talk to people but let me tell you look i'm going to the facebook page furiously right now trying to get to load Mm. and let me tell you how things are different Relative to how the world sees us. World. Uh, Sweden. There's an 83 point difference between how they viewed us under Obama and how they view us now. Down. I was like, clearly they think we're better now. Yeah, right. <laughs> so so I'm gonna, all of these countries I'm getting ready to name, it, this is not, 
This is the difference. So it's even lower. 75% down. Germany. South Korea, 71. France, 70 down. Spain, 68 down. Canada, 61 down. The United Kingdom, 57 down. Australia, 55 down. Brazil, 49 down. Mexico, 44 down. Russia, 42% up. I go ahead. I, I was. Uh, what's the metric here? Pew <laughs> research. No, like what? What are we being rated on? How how great we are? Or how terrible confidence we are? in the United States president to do the right thing regarding world affairs. Ah, okay, okay. Okay, but this I don't know how this relates to the brink of nuclear war. And I, I think I, well, I think it's all do the right thing well, relative to world affairs. Something that I think goes to Nick's position is that the leadership, right? The leadership in the Republican Party is not taking action yet. If we were really on the brink of a nuclear war, don't you think these individuals who have thus far remained silent would say something they would be using their voice they would be talking to cnn like what they would be doing uh, something rather than hmm. just being silent and being passive i would saying have thought, he's gonna tweet when he's gonna tweet i, I would have know. thought that these gentlemen that i thought were just guys with different ideas in the republican party would have said something a long time ago about a lot of different shit and they haven't okay I'm i would have thought paul ryan i would have thought john mc i would have thought even jason fucking chaffetz would have done the right thing, and they did not, and they have not up until now. I'm waiting for Nick to tell me if that was helpful to his argument or not. <laughs> uh, I'm just thinking about a time during which I was not alive, um, but like during the Cold War, for example. I was alive during the Cold you, War. You okay? Uh, what year? What, what years were? Did that occur? How old? How much older are you? Are you're. Ten years older than oh, you? Are you really? Probably. Jeez. Okay. Well, like during that time, don't act like I'm getting ready to fucking die. I'm not. You are. Oh, jeez. No. Oh. I'm just surprised. I'll start being nice to you then. No, Sorry. No. <laughs> I'm just. I'm curious about like during the Cold War. Like when I think about what I've learned, you know, in like history classes. I was or in whatever. fourth grade in 1984. Okay, and you were worried about a nuclear strike. You were worried about. I had a you were worried a nightmare. You were worried I about had a reoccurring nightmare mm -hmm. about nuclear war. Okay, yes. fine. So you 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 would probably endorse the idea that you that the country was on the brink of nuclear war. Nuclear war. All right, George W. Thanks. Bush. Thanks. Um, it's different now. It feels different now. It doesn't really. Well, no, no. Listen, I think that we are more on the brink of nuclear war now, now than ever before. Than than since the Cold War, without a doubt, we're more we're closer to it. They're launching missiles seventeen hundred miles, Nick, into the air, mm -hmm. into the into space, into space. Yeah, the space station is only two hundred and fifty miles. They mm they -hmm. are mm -hmm. they are honing. Their technology relative to uh, their launch capabilities and their rocketry. Now, we do have a great missile defense system. Right, right. But we shouldn't rely upon that because our president is a fucking nincompoop. Yeah. Hmm. A problematic asshole. So, yes, I I, I think the, the sticking point here is but whether it's hyperbole that we're on the brink... Maybe we're not on the brink. Yeah, it's a lot to say that. I mean, there are there are other pressures on North Korea, I imagine. What do you mean? Like China. 
Uh, yeah, but I think China is trying to be um, the middle. Like the, like the U.S. used to be. Yeah. <laughs> they, they're tr so China's being forced into the diplomat role yeah. because we have a president who's a fucking mm. mook, who's a goddamn moron. So communist China has to play the, the mediator role mm -hmm. rather than have our State Department be fully funded and doing the right thing. Mm. So, so, so yeah, listen, I, I agree that it's probably mildly hyperbolic, mm -hmm. but he's trying to uh, inflame the passions of people to go sign his thing, which is going to send a signal to Congress. And listen, I agree. I agree with Steny Hoyer from Maryland, the congressman, who said, ah, this is too early. It's too early for articles of impeachment because it's an embarrassment to the Democrats that what the fuck are you going to do? You have no support for Republicans and you need support from the Republicans. So North Korea said that the U.S. will regret, quote, letting such a depraved and stupid guy occupy the Oval Office. They really said guy? Yeah. <laughs> what has happened? Exactly. <laughs> what has happened? Nick, we're on the brink. <laughs> <laughs> they also called him an old lunatic. Yeah. An a old dotard. Lunatic. They called him a dotard. Well, that was before. I'm talking about the latest. Yeah, well, this is the know. newest statement do? that was released. Yeah. What's the guy's name with the ad? I can't. I got Tom Steyer. Uh, Steyer, not Fryer. Okay. Tom Fryer. Yeah. So Steyer also says something about. He violated the Constitution. And he has. The Emoluments Clause. What is sure. that? I don't know what that is. Well, the Emoluments Clause. Many people don't know. Many people probably don't know still. We, we talk about it all the time, and we never oh. really re-explain it. People the, who listen to the show know. The, the Emoluments Clause in the Constitution says that you, you can't take money from foreign governments. Oh, okay. okay, okay. Right. So when... when, he, when then, he, then he like said... He cited the... Emol How do you say it? Emoluments Clause. Emoluments Clause. You're then, rocking it. And then he also cited taking money from foreign governments, just, just so you know. Uh, well, I think it's probably one explains the other. He it's, says it and then I, explains what it is. It sounded like he cited them as separate things, but anyway. Wow. Anyway, anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. I had you no you... idea you were such a Trump supporter. <laughs> I know. What is going on? Oh, I like Dick. <laughs> Therefore, you don't like Trump. I don't like okay. Trump, or I shouldn't anyway. It <laughs> prohibits the federal government from granting titles of nobility and restricts members of the government from receiving gifts, emoluments, offices, or titles from foreign states without the consent of the United States Congress. So mm. so okay. when he owns all these hotels, yep. and when uh, foreign governments come, where do you the fucking think they stay? They stay at the Trump Hotel. Mm. When mm -hmm. when they have their, their dignitaries play golf, where the fuck do you think they have their guys play golf? On a Trump course. And all that money comes from a foreign government, pours into his coffers, which initially he said, oh, we're going to give that, we're going to donate all that back to the Treasury. But then when, it, when, when, when reporters started asking questions, he said, oh, well, it's too complicated to really do that accounting, so we're not going to do it. Mm. So there's a lawsuit right now uh, uh, by an organization named Crew. Citizens. For accountability or blah, blah, blah. And women. 
Ethics. Oh, I'm sorry. Ethics. In, there was a in, W. There was an E. What is Citizens it? for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington. In Washington. I, I didn't I Google it. That. I was just waiting for you guys <laughs> to figure it out. Right. <laughs> yeah. Did not. So anyway, we're going to end the show. We're going to end the show. Oh. No, we are going to end the show. Well, mm. I uh, lost it, but I was going to have an asshole of today. Um, well, what is it? Well, it was going to be Judge Jeannie because she got a speeding ticket. It's the asshole of today. And last time Drew was on the show, he made me feel very insecure about the way that I was saying her name. It's Jeannie, right? I think it's Judge Janine. Janine. God damn it. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Casual week, everybody. Yeah. Holiday week. Okay, so she was driving 119 miles what? per hour. What is she, 16-year-old Brittany Page? <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Maybe that's a story for next time. Ooh, I don't think we've told that story on the show. <laughs> that's a fact. Um, so it was when I was 16. It's, you know, a long time ago. Mm. Um, also, before I was 18. It's not a big yeah, deal. Yeah, when you're 16, that is before you're 18. Yeah, Thank you. Well, you can do things. Let's move on with asshole of today. You can do things before you're 18 and it's fine. You won't go to prison. Exactly. <laughs> or you, you, a, you won't get the death penalty. You get a get out of jail free mm -hmm. car. Okay, so she used an excuse similar to the one I used when I was 16. Um, quote, I had been driving for hours to visit my ailing 90, no, 89-year-old mom and didn't realize how fast I was driving. Really? I believe in the rule of law and I will pay for the consequences. Do you know how fucking... You don't just not know you're going 120 miles an hour. The speed limit was 65. Oh, mm. double the speed limit. Great. She was pulled over at 1.15 p.m. That's prick shit, bro. That's prick shit. About 15 miles from Elmira in New York. Yeah. If anyone knows where that is. Uh, where she grew up and where her mother still lives. So apparently she was really needing to get to where she needed to go. Desperately right. needing yeah. to get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's all today. All right. Hashtag casual week. <laughs> Listen, we love you guys. We appreciate you. Uh, that we had several things to get to. We didn't get to them because... Uh, We're recording another show tomorrow. That is right. This is the week of hashtag third episode. And the hashtag third episode will be the hashtag Thanksgiving episode. And tomorrow... Will I be here? Tomorrow is the last day. <laughs> what are you doing for Thanksgiving? Yeah. What are you doing Wednesday night? Because that's when we record the episode. Oh, I'm cooking chicken. Yeah. Chicken, huh? Are you... <laughs> <laughs> Do you mean turkey or? Mm, okay. Yeah. Uh, turkey's not. No, definitely chicken. Two of them. Great. So anyway, we'll see you tomorrow. We love you. We appreciate you. Listen, if you want to support the show, dollamore.com slash Patreon. If you'd like to do some holiday shopping for your family and your friends and your loved ones, dollamore.com slash Amazon. If you're going to spend your money anyway, why not help support your favorite show filled with news? News. And ridiculous comment. Until next time. For Brittany Page, I am Jesse Dollimore. And also, for Nikki Jones, this has been I Doubt. Is relaxed code for hashtag Jim Jim Gim? <laughs> <laughs> Oopsie.